Happy Wednesday, Unwoke Nation, and I want to welcome you to episode 33 of The Unwoke Show, where free speech is welcome, all subjects are on the table, and your boys Rich and Tim bring you the latest information every week for your enjoyment, baby. I'm your co-host, Rich, along with my other co-host, Tim. How you doing, Tim? Good, and you're Rich? Doing great, doing great. Hey, guys, we definitely love all the feedback we've gotten from the last show. And also, that was a pretty, pretty decent topic, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, it was last, good stuff. Last week with um, about um, Victoria's Secret. Yeah. So that was great. That was good and stuff. Also, uh, so that's also good. No, we also got a couple people asking, you know, about a little bit more about the show and about the studio and and also some uh, sponsorship stuff. So definitely, you know, we we're definitely looking more to the some things there. And all. we're just so happy to have so many people all across the world that really are enjoying our show wherever. So we want to just keep it going. We like to thank each and every one of you guys for tuning in every Wednesday to hear more from us. And also, once again, we love hearing from you guys, even any topics that you might have. And I'll definitely make sure to write us at feedback at unwokedtheshow.com. That is feedback at unwokedtheshow.com. Definitely like and subscribe us. Push that like button. Uh, like button. So over at uh, Apple, Apple, Spotify, I know uh, Tim's been doing a great job really getting the word out there. Yep, we're on Spotify, Google, Apple, as Rich mentioned. We're on um, Amazon. We're on all the major podcast platforms. Go check us out. Again, uh, don't forget to like, subscribe. You know, we want the feedback, the reviews. Absolutely. Um, you know, we want to hear from you guys. We want, uh, we're looking for show topics all the time. We're looking for guests. So if you've got a good topic uh, and want to reach out and be on the show, you know, again, reach us at feedback at unwokedtheshow.com. That is feedback at unwokedtheshow.com. Com. And so tonight's episode is going to be fear and politics. Yes. Uh, I think that's aptly timed given that everything that's going on and what will be continuing to go on as we right. lead up to the 2024 election, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to start off tonight reading from a CBS News uh, ex excerpt that uh, Al Gore had written about um, fear-driven politics and how the left and the right are using uh, fear and stoking fear uh, in order to sway people to vote either one way or the other, or in some instances to keep people from voting. Yeah. And in order to try, in order to try and drive um, less voting this year or to try to sway voting towards uh, one party or the, or the other. Right. And so, um, what got me started on this before I dive into this little excerpt was I was watching Bill Maher um, today while I was working and he had on there Andrew Cuomo, mm. former governor of New York. And as you know, um, just a little bit of background, he was uh, removed from his position, uh, allegedly Several women had come forward that he had sexually harassed them. And they started uh, talking about how Cuomo felt that Biden had abandoned him during the whole uh, trial, if you will, really in the public and probably even through the Me Too movement of Andrew Cuomo. And he said that... Um, in today's politics, it's definitely fear-driven. Um, it's definitely a weapon, um, as we've noticed with, as he noticed with the Me Too movement. Um, you know, and dur during this uh, excerpt, 
And if you're looking for it, you can actually go to youtube.com and then just in the search bar, do fear-driven politics, and you'll see the video where it says Andrew Cuomo on fear-driven politics, real time with Bill Maher. Um, so you can go out there and listen to the entire video, but he basically just goes into this little explanation about um, the Me Too movement and how um, it's the Me Too movement and the woke movement and how they've weaponized uh, fear to um, drive their agenda. And so this expert, this excerpt that I'm about to read, it starts out as fear is the most powerful enemy of reason, both fear and reason are essential to human survival, but the relationship between them is unbalanced. Reason may sometimes dissipate fear, but fear frequently shuts down reason. As Edmund Burke wrote in England 20 years before the American Revolution, no passion so effectually robs the mind of all its powers of acting and reasoning as fear. Our founders had a healthy respect for the threat fear, pos fear poses to reason. They knew that under the, right under the right circumstances, fear can trigger the temptation to surrender freedom to a demagogue, promising strength and security in return. Now, what does that sound like? Uh, sounds like a lot of things were. So, I mean, it's not just politics politicians themselves and also but something i was going to mention or since we're talking you know obviously the topic of being about fear and politics i mean you know something the fear and politics is something that we get every day tim if you think right. about it, no matter no matter what side of side of uh political party you associate yourself with you get that all the time where so i mean if you have whether it's cnn or fox news like that they all use some sense of fear right and also to get people's attention. Now, of course, you know, it doesn't just start with it when it comes to uh, the media. And also, if you really think about it, where ever since we've grown up, or it's just that we've all seen political uh, political commercials about this particular person. And, you know, back in such and such, when they were this part of this state representative, they voted this or like that. And they voted this way and stuff. So and we see these commercials and then you always see like the whole like, you know, uh, privately paid for by right. whatever and so 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 it's just like that. But it's just that I think with the the introduction of social media and all this other stuff, it the amount of I guess you could say fear mongering. Yep, for sure has, has you know has blown up to such proportions that it's like it's the only thing out there right now to say like okay if you're gonna you know if you're going to try to win a race. You have to do it by fear. Now, there, I know there used to be this saying, or I guess amongst the Republicans, saying like, "Thou shalt not put down another Republican." You know, so, but that's not the yeah, case that's anymore. Not anymore. I mean, we saw that the last election, or they had uh, the last uh, primaries, and also uh, with them, they had sixteen different people who are trying to run for the presidential ticket for the Republican Party, and it got so bad. I mean, there were people or voters saying like, "You guys need to stop this. This is ridiculous. This right. is getting out of hand." You guys bickering at each other. We're not getting anything out of what you're wanting us to know. So I, I think you make a great point, right, about that. And that leads right into um, a CNN article that I read today, actually, under the politics session, uh, section. excuse me. It says, Mitch McConnell warns GOP senators they'll face incoming if they back Holly Bill to limit corporate giving in campaigns. And so... 
basically what McConnell is saying is in this article, and again, you can find you can go out to CNN and read it for yourself. Um, it says, according to multiple sources familiar with the Tuesday lunch meeting, McConnell warned GOP senators that they could face incoming from the center-right if they signed on to Hawley's bill. He also read off a list of senators who won their races amid heavy financial support from the Senate Leadership Fund, an outside group tied to the GOP leader that spends big on TV ads and battleground Senate races. On that list of senators, Hawley himself, according to sources familiar with the matter. And so if you're not familiar with what uh, bill we're talking about, Senator Josh Hawley has introduced a bill aimed at limiting corporate money, bankrolling high-powered outside groups, telling them that many of them won their seats thanks to powerful super PAC uh to the powerful super PAC the Kentucky Republican has long controlled. So basically, Holly is proposing, um, you know, limiting corporate funding, corporate money, and you know, and and really, in a sense, a form of co- campaign finance reform, right. right? Limiting the influence corporations have in policymaking. Right. And so this plays right into our whole thing of fear with McConnell stoking fear that if you do this, there's going to be backlash. And anybody that signs on to this, there's going to be backlash. Right. That threat. Mm-hmm. Um, where do else did we see the, a large threat? You know, I can remember back to the 2016 uh, presidential election, the threat of the deep state that is running America. Mm-hmm. Right. And all the backlash that came out of that, right? The, uh, what was it? The pizza store or the pizza restaurant? What was it in DC that was uh, peddling uh, child prostitution and stuff like that? Remember that news story that was out there? About that in a long time. Yeah, but, you know, that was out there. Um, You know, again, uh, the Me Too movement and them using, you know, fear saying, oh, he touched me inappropriately when it was not even the case, mm-hmm. right? And you've got the left and the right that are using fear to uh, influence the elections and stuff. And it, and it gets back to, um, you know, that excerpt that I had just read about um, our f- forefathers you know, that had a a healthy respect for the threat that fear poses to reason and society's inability to say, wait a minute, is this really just fear or am I going to take a step back, use logic, use reason and be like, you know what? That's really not going to happen. You know, it makes me think about it too. You know, another thing that makes this thing so bad when it comes to fear of politics and and this is just a societal thing. We're dealing with a situation where, bottom line, people don't want to think. Okay? Agreed. And the thing is that, you know, I believe that the powers that be truly understand that society would rather be entertained, and I think we've brought this up on a show before. Right. Society would rather be entertained and be told exactly what to do, and if it means... It's like it's like a sheep. 
It really is. Whereas sheep is one of the most docile animals out there. And I think what it is, the powers that be treat the American people, of course, in our particular case, but, you know, they treat society whereas, as a bunch of sheep. And they figure, okay, if we scare them enough, that will get them to vote the way that we want to. Let's take an example. Like, you know, some people say, like, you know, when it comes to, like, the Democratic Party, some will sit there and say, well, the reason why you have almost 97% of African-Americans actually end up voting voting Democrat is because they think that basically it's like, you know, the other party is going to be, you know, old white racist people. And also, and of course, it's like saying, you know, you'll have the Republican Party sort of saying, you know, oh, you know, these are Democrats who are over there. They want to destroy our country and they don't like morals and values and whatever the case may be. And they're both using all these different types of fear, you know, so to get what they want. But they but they both know, regardless that they might, quote, oppose themselves. Right. They both understand that, look, we realize where so these people would rather watch the show Empire than actually build one. Yep. So with that in mind, let's just keep them keep them entertained and watching uh, Mass Singer and all that other stuff. And when the time is right, i.e. 16 months from now, we're going to tell them exactly what we want them to think. Or just tune in to Fox News. Yeah, Fox News, CNN, or whatever case means. They're all going to stoke. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, think of people like Tucker Carlson, I Stephen Wolf. keep it a buck on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, Tucker Carlson, Stephen Wolf, and Coulter. James Dobson and Robert Jeffries. Each of these um, stimulate their sizable audience with fear, right? Mm-hmm. And they do this. Uh, they focus on fear and anxiety as the first step. The second step is they contrast the current situation with an idealized version of the past. Third, they call for repentance and renewal, which means vote for me which means I can lead us to the promised land. You know, what is that? What does that sound like? Mm. Right. Mm. How about racialized fear? Yes. Right. I mean, they even said something like, um, what was it? I think it was something like recently. Uh, oh no, actually, it wouldn't say recently. I think it was a couple months ago. And somebody brought up where I think uh, Michelle Obama was bringing, was talking about something, but she made sure, and it just seemed like it was totally out of place at the end of her thing, that she made sure to say, oh, and that is racist. And it's kind of like... Of course. It's like, really? You had to make sure where that, you know, you said that just to signal everybody, you know, it's like either to trigger them just right to... It's, like, it's just, it's sad. It's sad on either side. It's like, you just don't want that. You know, so I... I don't know. That's just where it gets really frustrating. Or even better, mm-hmm. immigrant fear. True. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Our borders. Some people are stoked by the fear that our borders are being overrun. Mm-hmm. All these, are, you know, our southern borders being overrun. All these immigrants are coming into our country. They're getting a free handout. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's this fear that we, A, can't stop them, or B, um, can't take care of our own, right? In our own, the fear that it's like, hey, wait a minute, I'm suffering from this. Um, But yet we're giving money out to illegal immigrants coming into this country. Right. Right. Um, I saw a YouTube video earlier today of a veteran 
who was visibly crying because the VA couldn't help him and he was in fear of not getting any help, but yet the government could give help to all these illegal, all these illegal immigrants. Yeah, and you know what? And I think that's a justifiable, you know, um, point. And also because that doesn't make sense. I've been hearing from people who are veterans, and definitely hats off to all the veterans out there. Mm-hmm. Again, um, many thousands of veterans out there who talk about we have served our country. We are the worst this country. We're the ones who have given our lives, and some of us, you know, given our limbs to protect the freedoms that we have here in the United States of America. And the fact that you're willing to give out, you know, the government, the administration, whatever you want to call it, right, are willing to give out billions and billions of dollars. We're going to go one step further than this. We might as well just go ahead and just get it out there. Ready, go! We're out here giving billions and billions of dollars where so to people who are coming over here breaking our rule of law. And when we're not doing that, we're actually giving billions of dollars where to a country that we know we won't even be able to pay us back. Yeah. It's like, you know, so we got that going on as well. So the point being towards this great soldier is the fact that why is it that you guys can give out money to people who are breaking our, our domestic laws and give it to other countries, but yet we can't take care of them. And he's sitting up there crying, wondering if he's going to be able to survive. Yeah. That is ridiculous. How about religious fear? Yes. In American history, from the days of the Puritans to current evangelical fears about religious corruption, many have stimulated political discourse with fear about non-Christian religions. And who did the Republicans elect as Speaker of the House? Uh, he was he was a, a Christian nationalist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, huh? Kind of got to see the irony there a little bit, right? Um. You know, it goes on to say from Native American religion to the immigration of the Irish who brought Roman Catholicism to the United States in greater numbers, as well as today's fears over the invasion of Middle Eastern Middle Easterners with Islam. I don't disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and you can hop on again, hop on YouTube and look at, you know, there's this. You've got individuals out there that are calling out the potential for sleeper cells, mm. Hamas sleeper cells. Yep, I agree. You know, coming through, um, you know, our open borders, right? Well, and yeah, people we saying have facts that. Thanks for that, but yeah, I, but again, it's you know this belief, you know, and that, and again, you know, it's an idea to them. They believe that. There's the potential for uh, these cells to exist, or in some instances, sleeper cells may already exist, Mm -hmm. right? And so, um, sleeper cells, I'm just trying to find a couple, um, yeah, there's a guy, uh, Mike Glover, Um, he owns Fieldcraft Survival, and he talks about dangers of terrorist sleeper cells in America. Mm. And I and I'm sorry, I think that there are I mean Dan Bongino was was talking about I think the right after the situation that happened on October 7th uh in Israel and he was saying about it, it's like guys, you know what? We got some real threats out there. 
we need to keep our heads on a swivel. And yeah. so, yeah, I definitely believe that there's cells out there. I'm not some conspiracy theorist and also. I just try to use my common sense. Yeah, but I mean, that that gets back right. They're already saying it's here. But you take take somebody who is void of the ability to apply just a little bit of reason. I agree. Yeah. Right. They're being led. They're, yeah. You, totally. Um. January sixth. Mm-hmm. This fear that the election was rigged. The storming of the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a group of individuals who felt the president um, truly won, but there was this fear that the election was rigged. I think at the end of the day, no matter the outcome, Republicans were, were, were going to cry foul regardless. That there, no, don't look at me and shake your head. There's, <laughs> it's like a, look at the, uh, no, look at the leader. Uh huh. <laughs> there's absolutely no other way. And I mean, they even conspired certain attorneys who have now flipped on okay. president, right? Yeah, I okay. mean, that's, it's all, that's, that's, that's all, yeah. Yeah, I, you I, can't, you can't deny no, that. I can't, I can't no, deny that. Right? That, again, this healthy amount of, Fear that oh the the election the election was rigged the um there was mass corruption right there were data breaches you had Mike Lindell holding a uh, conference at a hotel saying he was showed the data to these hackers that could prove that the election was rigged and now he's um, getting the shit suit out of him right um but it all plays into this mindset um that if I stoke enough fear, it ultimately means that for a certain group, fear equals votes. Yeah, I would agree. Right? Mm-hmm. And the left and the right are both guilty of it. I'll, I'll give you that. Right? I, I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. The libtards and the conservatives and everything in between, mm-hmm. they all do it in some capacity. Again, you know... um, as I just quoted from McConnell, bluntly warns GOP senators not to back Holly Blue. Right? I mean, that's, I mean, that's borderline a threat. Mm-hmm. Right? But again, stoking fear that you might experience uh, backlash. Right. Right. And so now, um, with Israel and what is happening there, and. Again, people thinking that there might actually be a World War III. And yeah. you've got a group of uh, individuals, millennials and stuff, that are like, no, I'm not going to fight. I won't screw your uh, potential uh, draft. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. You're not sending, I'm not doing it. Hell no. Right. But I mean, again, um, that. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, it's, you know, it's that it, it's that fear that's out there. And then, I mean, shoot, I just saw something here on CNN. It says anti-Semitic vandalism radish uh, rattles Jewish communities in the U.S. Yeah. You know, are, are we back to saying no? I'm not Jewish. I saw a guy. Um, I was at the store. You know what? Hats off to him. I mean, he was wearing his yarmulke and. 
actually it was the first time ever I've ever really seen that award. So these weren't a Yamco. I was uh passing in the the uh, frozen food section and right. stuff like that. And I was like, you know, it's kind of like, hey man, God bless you. You know that you have, you're you know that you're willing to to do that and be proud of it. And you should be proud of who you are. Absolutely. Yeah, you should. But at the at the point of stoking fear, um, and our politicians using fear. To drive an agenda, mm-hmm. to drive votes, right? Right. I mean, it's all. I mean, the playbook is just out the window at this point. Yeah, it's sad. It's pathetic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it 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 feels like the country is approaching that on edge, like what we were experiencing in twenty sixteen. Um, like, to, do you do you think that it's like? Do you think it's at the uh, do you think it's it's kind of tapered down a little bit in comparison to then? No, I, I think it's the exact opposite. Well, I think it's coming back. It, yeah, it, that's what it's I mean. it's not as um, well, there has to be a taper down because I mean what you're talking about during that that 2000. I mean that was a hectic time. That was that was some fucked up shit. That was man. And my time be is like here. Uh, it's like being alive and me being interested in politics and stuff like that. I have never seen or felt. The amount of division that, you know, you have people like, I mean, I brought it up. Yeah. Show. I mean, a girl was up there literally crying in front of me because she lost like seven or nine friends because they were politically different. Yeah. And it's like, wow. I mean, we had a poll out there that literally said that a, a, like a good portion of people who were give the survey said that they would have no problem of the United States breaking up into liberal and conservative states. Like, that is crazy. I mean, I'll be honest. It feels like the right is courting this idea of national authoritarianism. Explain. You've got a potential candidate who's the leading GOP candidate mm-hmm. who is in love with dictators. Yeah, I mean, he's he's made he's made some pretty good. Yeah, it's first president to, cra- to cross over into North North. North Korea. Yeah. I mean, even, I'm sorry, when I saw that, and it's like, we all saw, it was live. Yeah, yeah, it's like, what the hell? It was live. And when he stepped over there, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, Get yeah. back over here. Yeah. It's like, they kidnap your ass right there. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, and his, it, it's obvious. And now you've got a faction within the GOP, including the House Speaker, who are staunch supporters of this guy who tried to help overturn and believe that the um, last election was rigged mm-hmm. and everything. Right. I mean, like I'm still learning about him, so I can't make a complete. No, no, comment, no, so. no. And this is just what I had been reading in um, the last, you know, day or so about him. Cause I was like, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. Um, and in case you don't, we're talking about Mike Johnson, who was just recently voted um, the speaker of the house. And he's definitely, a um how do they label him he's a hardcore christian nationalist who has a history of spouting extreme right wing views so i'll just leave it at that right but i mean they voted out their previous house leader mm-hmm. because he actually tried to work both sides of the aisle yeah i mean You've got hardcore, hardline Republicans in there who, I mean, 
they put in a uh, provision when they were going to vote for um, the previous House leader that it could take a one vote uh, person to vote out the House Speaker. I mean, that's insanity. I mean, that is insanity. I think Canada's got something very similar. Like, if you do, they can do, I think, the same thing with the Prime Minister. I don't know if it's that out of, like, out of nowhere. Because I I have a friend, she's from uh, Saskatchewan, and she was the one who explained that to me. Like, something in Canada, like, if you make, like, if the PM makes some bad decision or like that, they can oust him, like, instantly. And it's kind of like, well... How do you figure that out at the end? That's what I want to know. Yeah, but I mean, like, think of, we hadn't seen that in American politics. Nope. We haven't. Yeah, I mean, we have seen Matt, two things. A, we haven't seen some take this long or to try to get a speaker of the house. That's yeah, that was some fucked up shit. Yeah, too. that's like that makes. How do you have a party majority and it takes you that long like that? Not to mention you had somebody who was part of the minority portion of Congress. What's five votes away from being a speaker himself? How the hell does that happen? Yeah, and I don't care what party you're part. Of, that just doesn't make any no, sense. No, there's whether you're on the left or on your right. It right. Just if you're just on the outside looking at, your, at this situation, you're scratching your head like, what the fuck is exactly. happening? You're going to have a herd of elephants say, say it's like, hey, we're going to find a leader. Hey, how about the tiger? What? What? <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're voting for the tiger. Yeah. What? <laughs> Where did that guy right. come from? Right. Right. I mean, take the. How long did it take him to elect? The first House Speaker? Did it? Was it 10 tries? 10, 12? Oh, you mean when uh, when Jim Jordan was going for it? it he went three times and, and then eventually quit. Well, the, the, but then uh, the guy before Jordan that they voted out, it was the original. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It took them uh It took what? 10? Yeah. It, it 10 took, votes? Yeah. Or 10, 10 rounds? I mean, it was in, absolutely insane. Um, let's I mean, all of Congress. I mean, it's just I don't care how Democrat McCarthy. McCarthy. Yes. Okay. Okay. It's like yeah. I mean, it's it really. You're absolutely right. It's really a crap store. It's an absolute crap store. And the thing is that we're doing exactly what we're talking about to, right now. We're on both sides of it. It's, like, it's all about it's using the fear. Yeah. It's using the fear, whatever it is, and also that makes me. I mean, they're using fear amongst themselves just to just to do a speaker. We have we as Americans have nothing to do with that. And you and, know who's being left out? Who? Or no, who's probably experiencing the greatest fear? Mm. Are your moderates and your people in the middle on both sides? Oh, yeah, bro. You're right. Because here's the thing. You think you're like, you're not going to hook yourself to that dead hooker there on the left or the dead hooker there on the right. There's no fucking way you're going to be like, I'm just going to walk the line, kind of duh, right. you know? See, and that's... A, see, which and, is bullshit. See, and I think that's just what has changed about, about our government. It's like... You used to have it, and, you know, you and I were about the same age. Yeah. So we like, you know, used to have it. I mean, when you had a certain party that thought a certain way, they were 100% all in. Now what we're, we're witnessing is that, you know, like we have, we have these people who are the staunch blue dogs where it's on the Republican Party, and you have, you know, the ones in the Democratic Party might be the younger ones, but they're part of the squad and all those other ones that don't, that don't agree with the established Democrats and all those other stuff. And you have people on both sides who are voting. It's like going like, what? It's like, are we going to get our house together here? Because oh, this isn't. This can't be it. And on top of that, they're feeding you fear about the other side and vice versa. And it's like, what's going on? So I'm going to put this out there. You know, we've been talking a lot about fear. I think there's a he- healthy dose of it in today's society. 
Um, you can't turn on the news or get on Twitter, whatever Damn. platform you're on, and not see something oh, yeah. that is going to stoke uh, fear within you, um, whether it's religious persecution, uh, just walking down the street and getting stabbed, uh, this notion of sleeper cells that are already here, right? So I'm going to put this out there. Are there... Does voting based on issues even matter in 2024? Dude. If if the Republican Party, if their platform are issues A, B, and C, mm-hmm. does the platform even matter? Do the issues even matter at this point? The issues are supposed to be based on whatever the party's platform is. You're asking the question... Does that even, I mean, look at the House, look at the Senate. Mm -hmm. It is beyond dysfunctional. Yep. Just, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Right? Mm -hmm. Are, A, are you either afraid to vote, which God, I hope not. I hope everybody gets out and votes and Mm -hmm. and Unwoke Nation, absolutely get out there and- Get the vote out. Um, we're going to be seeing a lot of that. Uh, I can't say it enough. But do the issues matter? I think the issues do matter. In what ranking do they matter? And which ones will make the difference? Is more the question. And also because these issues, man, have... I mean, it's just like we just talked about, you know, I said, you know, three and a half years ago. I mean... Some of the major issues that were coming up at that time, right? You know, so obviously police brutality and also, I mean, inflation, inflation, the worst, which you know, obviously, still an issue now, right? And also all these different things, where I mean, yeah, the issues do matter, but I think they matter. In my opinion, it's like I think they still they matter because of whatever party's platform runs on. I'm going to go the fear route on this one with everything that we're seeing. I think this 2024 is going to be nothing but a fear vote. I really do. Uh, okay. I mean, yeah. I, it's, I, I'm not denying that. I'm right. Just saying, the top, you're, I see what you're saying when you're asking about the topics. And also, but those topics will include, if not majority of what you're saying, will be fear. And I think a lot of it is just because we, because of how much hectic, hecticness, I guess, that we saw in the previous election, whatever you saw as we get closer, yeah, it's going to be a crap storm. Well, I and I agree, and I, I'm still on the fence about this notion or this potential fear of a uh, World War Three um, event because the potentiality of it. Yeah, um, just sure. because because I look at we. We've been providing resources to you, to Ukraine. Right. Right. We're providing resources to Israel. Mm-hmm. We can't afford to be spread out all over the place if China comes calling. Because again, you know, there's a healthy amount of fear in the fact that our relationship with China is in the fucking toilet right now. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's I think America right now, I agree, is in such a situation where two things. We cannot support 
two wars at this moment in time. No. And the number one thing we're so like that that really no one's really talking about is we really can't so we really can't support having more boots on the ground. The American people went a very long time, over seven to nine years yeah. of having boots on the ground. Some places we still have soldiers at, but we don't talk about it. Right. And also and I think the American people getting starting to get the recollection that we're, or starting to get the idea that we're going to have boots on the ground in in the Ukraine and then boots on the ground in Israel, which I think is less likely now because, you know, the Israeli defense uh, uh, forces said, we don't need your soldiers. We'll do this. This is our house. We'll do this. Send us weapons, da da da. You've been doing it for how long? That's okay. Right. You know, so, but just saying the hypothetical of saying, having an administration say, like, okay, not only are we giving them money, but we're going to send, say, a thousand, 1,500 soldiers, because that's a small country. So it's like, you know, send 1,500 soldiers. I think America's going to say, hell to the no. Yeah. And quite honestly, if that was to happen, for a president wanting to go into reelection, which already has crap going on in his own house that's not being taken care of. Right. That would not sit well at all coming coming as we get closer to no, to November 24th. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. So, Rich, another great topic, man. I uh, enjoyed speaking with you. Unwoke Nation, as always, it was great talking to you. Um, you can reach us at feedback at unwoketheshow.com. Again, that is feedback at unwoketheshow.com. Make sure to check us out on all the major podcast platforms. Uh, like and subscribe to us. Uh, and as always, stay unwoke. All right, guys. See you next time.